Hi, everyone. I'm going to be sharing with you today about the topic of the month, courage. This is a little different this time because our mom's meeting for this month, the month of October, was canceled because of the threat of Hurricane Matthew. So rather than being able to speak to you all in person as we gather together, this talk is just being recorded. But you know, I found it interesting and timely that our topic for this month was courage as I prayed that we wouldn't be greatly affected by the storm and was also praying for all those who had already been hit so severely, especially the country of Haiti. I'd been preparing to speak at our meeting and many of the Bible verses that I had planned to share with you were going through my mind as my family prepared for the storm and the uncertainty of how that all could go down. I praise God that we were spared from this hurricane, and I'm just continuing to pray and would ask you all to do the same, to pray for the people and the communities who were hit so severely. So now for these next few minutes, I'm going to talk about living courageously and ask you all to consider God's promises to us about courage. But before I begin, would you pray with me? Father God, I pray that my words and our thoughts would be pleasing to you. I give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, life is filled with moments when we need to be courageous, starting when we are really young. I have two kids, a son who is a sophomore in college and a daughter who graduated from college in May and is now a teacher here at Bethany Christian School. She's one of the PK2 teachers with such a cute, cute class. Now that they are almost two months into the school year, they are more into a routine. Cute little friendships are developing and they're learning together. But the first few days of school, there were definitely some tears. These precious little kiddos have been adjusting to being in school for the first time, which can be scary. And what do you all think was the one main word that could be heard through the tears those first days? Mommy. They wanted the comfort of having their mommy with them, someone who they know, trust, and love. And then as you get a little older, upper elementary school, middle school, even into high school and face experiences that seem intimidating to you, like a new situation or a new event, um, a party, a school activity, you still want to know that someone is there with you. So think back to those days. Before you committed to an intimidating situation, what would you do? You call your best girlfriend, talk them into going with you, and arrange to arrive together. Okay, now fast forward to present day. I graduated from Westminster Academy in 1986. It is now 2016. So you know what that means? My class just had our 30-year reunion. The idea of it sounded good and fine at first, but as the event got closer, I found myself getting anxious about it. I mean, 30 years is a long time. And I haven't seen many of my classmates since graduation. What if people didn't remember me? What if they didn't recognize me? So what did I do? I called my best friend from high school who still lives here in Fort Lauderdale, talked her into going to the event with me, 
and planned to arrive together. Even now, I wanted someone to be there with me. It is just easier to face our fear and to be courageous when we aren't facing it alone. For this very reason, I love the story about Joseph in the Bible. Genesis chapter 37 tells us of a teenage boy named Joseph. He was the second youngest of Jacob's 12 sons and Jacob's favorite. Joseph's older brothers were so jealous of him that they planned to kill him. Their plan changed, and instead of actually killing him, they throw him in a pit and then sell Joseph to a traveling caravan. The brothers take Joseph's colorful robe back to deceive their father. They had put the blood of an animal on the robe, and then they lead their dad to believe that his son had been killed by a wild animal. Horrifying and terrifying for Joseph for sure. Captured and betrayed by his own brothers, sold to this group of travelers, and then taken to another country, Egypt, and sold again, this time to one of Pharaoh's head officials. Through all of this, though, the Lord was with Joseph. Listen for those specific words as we pick up the story now while I read to you from Genesis chapter 39. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything that he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Okay, I'm going to stop there for a minute. So even in the midst of all that was going on with Joseph, remember he was betrayed by his family, taken away from his home and his country, and sold into slavery, it clearly says that the Lord was with him. Okay, let's continue now, back in Genesis chapter 39. Now, Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants were inside. 
She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called to her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She she kept his cloak beside her until his master, her husband, came home. Then she told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Okay, I'm going to stop again for a minute. So, as we heard, the Lord was with Joseph. And you know, this gave Joseph the courage to stand against the advances of Potiphar's wife, saying that if he betrayed his boss in that way, he would be sitting against God. I know it may sound puzzling to hear that even though Joseph courageously did the right thing, he was thrown into prison because he was falsely accused. But let's finish up Genesis chapter 39, starting back in verse 20. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those he held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. You all, our strength and true courage come from the Lord, not just relying on ourselves. There are so many promises in the Bible and examples of God's faithfulness that can give us courage. It's a wonderful treasure to have these verses at our fingertips and hidden in our hearts, ready to read and remember when we feel fearful. Like I said earlier, I had been reading and thinking about a lot of Bible verses about courage, preparing for this talk, and then these same verses were on my mind and were so encouraging to me as it looked like a hurricane was heading our way. Verses like Psalm 56, 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust, and am not afraid. And also Isaiah 41, 13. For I, the Lord, your, I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. I wanted to take a minute and give you all just a couple of tips on how to find verses in the Bible about specific topics. There are three sources that I use regularly. The first is an app I use on my phone called YouVersion. You spell it Y-O-U-Version. Um, just check the app store on your phone if you don't have that already. The second is a website that I look up on the computer called BibleGateway.com. Both of these resources have the whole Bible right there for you. They also both have 
search bars that you can look up keywords or phrases and it will pull up verses that match what you're looking for. And then for those of you who like kicking it old school, um, just pick up an actual Bible and turn to the back. Most Bibles have a section in the back called the concordance. You just look up a key word like courage or courageous, just like looking up a word in a dictionary, and it will direct you to verses about those topics. But whatever resources you use, I would encourage you to go ahead and look up some verses about being courageous and overcoming fear. Jot them down on simple index cards. You can then put them on your refrigerator or tape them on your bathroom mirror. Um, maybe even slip them in your purse to be able to remind yourself of them later or um, be able to share these promises of God with someone else when you are out and about. Choose a verse and memorize it, and then you have access to it anytime, anytime you need those promises. Our theme verse at Moms this year is tell his story, tell God's story. Psalm 78, 4 says, tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord, his might, and the wonders that he has done. Let's tell our kids about God's promises and his faithfulness. You know, that can help equip them with courage. Read Bible stories together that tell about God's power and his love. Go ahead and share with your children ways that the Lord has been faithful to you and has answered your prayers. My younger sister and her family live in Birmingham, Alabama. She and her husband have three awesome kids, twin boys who are seven and a five-year-old daughter. Recently, one of her boys, um, Gavin, was experiencing a lot of fear. They had moved into a new house right before school started, so all at once he had a new house, a new neighborhood, a new school, new teacher, and it was, it was just a lot for him. I'm going to read to you all something that my sister posted on Facebook that she told me I could share with you. This is what she writes. Have you ever had one of those nights when you can so clearly see yourself in your child? Sounds sweet and endearing, right? What about when you're seeing your emotional battles, which you never dreamed your child would struggle with? The monsters of worry and anxiety. My sweet Gavin was having a very hard time falling asleep tonight, and his anxiety took over. After trying several times to encourage him to settle down on his own, I snuggled with him and he immediately curled up so tightly in my arms. While praying out loud, thanking our Heavenly Father for everything he has already blessed Gavin with, I started proclaiming scriptures of promise and blessing over him. His tears quieted and his breathing settled. Thank you, Jesus, for promising rest. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I thought that was so sweet. And I just love how my sister wrote that as she started praying out loud over her son, she started by thanking God for all he had already blessed Gavin with. This reminded me of one of my favorite passages of scripture, Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7, which says, 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These verses tell us not to be anxious, but to bring our concerns to God in prayer and to bring them with thanksgiving. It goes on to say that God will guard our hearts and minds with peace. I tell you all, it was a game changer for me when after many years of knowing these verses, the words with thanksgiving really stood out to me. I walk for exercise and usually pray the whole time I'm walking. Well, recently there was a day that I had several things that I was feeling anxious, feeling fearful about, and decided that I just needed to get outside and exercise. I started praying, and these verses from Philippians were on my mind. I decided to really focus my prayer time then on thanking God for all that He has done for me, for my family, for the church, for our country. And you know, spending that time in prayer, thanking God, really reminded me of God's goodness. It reminded me of his faithfulness, his love, his power. And I can say that he did bless me with peace as I spent that time with him. As I said in the beginning, there are times that we need to be courageous, starting when we are very young. And that will certainly continue throughout our lives. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. God doesn't promise us that our lives will be easy, but he does promise to be with us and give us peace. God is faithful and his promises are true. And I'll leave you with this one last verse, Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Amen.